coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The Cougars remain on a roll. Six straight wins heading into a big weekend in the West Coast Conference. And we've got the coach and Jake Toulson in studio as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope starts now. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Oh, what is that? That's a new touch for the new year. Well, following a holiday break, we welcome you back inside Studio C, inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building for another edition of the Pope Show, your weekly look inside the Cougar Hoops program. Great to have you with us here tonight. We invite you to join our conversation as well by submitting questions for Coach Mark Pope on Twitter using hashtag Pope Show. You can also do the same on Facebook and Instagram. Kids call it the gram via the BYU TV sports accounts. All right, coming up on tonight's broadcast, we recap the Cougars' last three of their six wins in a row. We'll go inside the film room with Alex Barcelo. We'll take a look ahead of this week's games against St. Mary's and Portland. We'll visit with senior wing Jake Toulson live in studio. And we'll remember the lives of a former Cougar coach, Liddell Anderson, and player Roland Minson. And we get things going tonight by welcoming in the first-year head coach of your BYU Cougars. He is Mark Pope. Welcome in. So I wasn't in here for it, but I heard <laughs> that we have a new introduction for you. Is that true? It, it was unveiled moments. I did not know it was coming either. Yeah. And what did we go with? The Saskatchewan? From, from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, there was no, like, there was no, oh, I thought there was going to be more. It was great, and it was good enough as it was. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. And I suspected you had something to do with that somehow. I don't Can know. Can you smell me? <laughs> Can you smell what Mark Pope is cooking? No, uh, I, I, on the way over here, I splashed on some cologne. Really? Because that's because last time we were sitting way closer together, and then they moved us every time out, every commercial break, they moved us farther together. And look at how far apart we are right now. Just a second here. Oh, that's good. That's very yes. good. That is very manly. That's yeah. Miss Leanne right there. <laughs> Nicely done. Father's Day. That is so considerate for the host and, and the audience as well, by the way. So you're just, uh, you're just fresh from practice, aren't you? Yes. How'd things go today? Good. It's great. Uh, Guys are working hard. They're excited about, uh, you know, what they have in front of them right now. It's the, kind of, it's the time of year, I guess, when everyone's going to have something. And we saw on social that it uh, uh, looks like Yoli took a bit of a knock today in, in practice. Yeah, Yoli uh, banged up his finger. Uh, Dalton Nixon, like 20 minutes in practice, was literally bleeding out of two different parts of his head. It's not an exaggeration. Uh, Connor Harding is in there, uh, you know, nursing a knee right now. It's just, it is. It's, it's what... It's where you get at this point in the season, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a manifestation of our guys working really hard and, and being really, really competitive, and hopefully we'll see more of that on Thursday because Thursday's going to be a big-time battle. And we'll get to that in a bit. It's been an interesting few weeks, really. Uh, it was one game a week every Saturday over like four weeks uh, with some final exams and, and some holidays thrown in between. And Yeah, it was a great stretch. I mean, it, it, it was, it, our life gets really simple. If we win the games, it's the greatest stretch in the world. And if we lose the games, it's the worst. And, uh, you know, our guys managed to kind of get through finals and through the holidays and through some tough games and, and some weird stretches of time off and, and come out on the winning end of all those games. And I'm really proud of them. It was made, it, made them happy holidays indeed. Uh, you find yourself, BYU does at least, on a six-game win streak for the first time in more than two years. And you're winning games, Coach, kind of in different ways, right? Yes. 
Uh, how many wins is that in a row? Six in a row. Six, six in a row. Let's go. <laughs> six in a row. Uh, yeah, the guys have found all kinds of ways to win. They decided they were going to win some games by making shots, and they decided they were going to win some games without making any shots. <laughs> and, uh, and that's actually awesome. Like that's, um, that's how you see growth in a team. And, um, and, and one of the beautiful things that comes from that is the confidence that comes with it. It's really interesting because when you win games without making shots, it makes you more confident shooters. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so we've gone through a really nice stretch and, um, you know, but, but, but we know that the really hard stuff is ahead of us. And, um, and so the guys are working hard every day to try and get better every day, find a way to get better. And, and, and they're really committed to doing that. And so, uh, you know, we'll see if we can keep, keep getting better. Just a bit more on that for a second. I saw one of your postgame speeches in which it almost got the sense that maybe it was a game BYU didn't maybe shoot or score very well. And you want to make the guys realize that just because it wasn't, you know, 90 to 50 doesn't mean you guys didn't play a great game. There are other ways to play a great game. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, we talked to the guys about if we won a game 100, if we had won that game 100 to 85, everybody would have walked in the locker room and just been feeling great. Like, man, we're, you know, we're scoring, we're sharing the ball. Everybody's got great numbers. And that is natural for everybody in the game of basketball, right? And these guys happened to win a game by holding a team to 38 points. And, and it, was, it was ugly at times. But, but um, I do, our, our, our team is working really hard to kind of change uh, and grow how we, in our hearts, evaluate the way the game feels. And, and we talked about it a lot. They took huge steps uh, in, a, in a, mark, uh, a, you know, a metric type way. Uh, against LMU in terms of, of being committed to the defensive end every single possession regardless of what was happening in the offensive end. And, and again, the byproduct of that is, is finding other ways to win, actually growing confidence in your offense and less stress and less pressure, uh, unifying a team between a common cause where everybody is engaged on every single possession. Sometimes offensively, you'll have stretches where you're kind of milking one guy who's going off, but, but on the defensive end, it is every single guy is key to every single possession, and so there's a lot of good things that come from that, and the best thing is winning. Right. Since we last had a show before Christmas, uh, BYU won three more games. Take a quick look back at a couple of them just via highlights, and then we'll look at some, uh, or some stats and then highlights of LMU. But the first game before Christmas, or last game before the holiday, was that Weber State game, uh, and, and you got after him pretty well. That wasn't during that stretch where you were winning a lot of games by 30, 30 plus. This was one of them. Yep. Uh, you know, this Jarek Harding, I am so glad he is a senior. I <laughs> did you not. So he came into the game averaging 30 points a game against BYU. And so we talked about it for a straight week about like this Jarek Harding is not going to, he's not going to average 30, and we held him to 27. Yep. Really Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, that was uh, the game right before Christmas. Right after Christmas, it was Oral Roberts one week later. These stats presented by Intermountain Healthcare. This one more of a grind. Yeah, it was a grind. Uh, they were incredibly physical inside. They're uh, top 10 in some statistical categories, a top 10 rebounding team in America, and they're incredibly physical. Uh, we made the comment before that it felt like every single one of the Kafusi brothers came back and joined <laughs> Oral Roberts' basketball team. And guys came out of there with a lot of bruises and banged up, but, but they fought in and made some big plays down the stretch and won the game. And that brought us to your WCC opener. It was LMU visiting the Marriott Center just this past Saturday night. 
and it was actually a defensive play that kind of got you going a little bit. Yeah, it's a huge play by Zach Selyus of all guys. I don't think Zach Selyus came to BYU with a reputation as a defensive player. But he leads you in steals for 40 right now. He's been unbelievable, and he's been unbelievable on the glass. And, and I, I, I invite anybody to watch Zach Selyus on any given defensive possession because he is like a crazed man. Like he is competing so hard on the defensive end. And it made a huge difference for us. And you guys made three threes. It felt like back-to-back-to-back threes from the same spot on the floor. First, Jake, and then TJ, and then Yoli gets it done. From yeah, out there. and all those are, you know, all those are assist threes. They're all catch-and-shoot threes, all after a really good ball move. The last one, the transition, where we just simply swung the ball quickly, pop-ruled the ball all the way to Yoli for an open three. Five-point game at halftime. BYU began to pull away in the second half, and Jake Toulson, a big part of it. A few more threes began to drop for you in the second half. Yeah, it was nice to finally get in a rhythm. And Jake was really crucial. You know, we had struggled against the double team in the post all night long. And then we went back-to-back possessions with Jake. And he found Connor Harding in the corner and then found Dalton Dalton Nixon first in the corner. And then here's Connor. And Connor Harding. Uh, I was standing right behind Dalton when he caught that ball. And we were a little stuck. And as the ball's in there, I'm like, shoot it. (laughs) And he shot it. Like, before it almost touched his hands with unbelievable confidence. It was a big play in the game. And a big run out here from you. After he blocks the shot on one end, he dunks it the other. Yeah, Yoli's defensive effort has been really, really impressive. He's growing so much on that side of the ball. And the last six minutes of this game, he just personally handled everything down low that we've been struggling with. We've been sending double teams and trying to deny balls, and then we finally turned it over to Yoli, and he just managed it all by himself. And another steal off the inbounds. By the way, season high, 12 steals on the night. Yeah, it, it was important. And a bunch of them were steals that guys were just trying to make plays on the defensive end. It's something we talk about all the time. You can be in the right position defensively, doing everything fundamentally right, and then at some point you just actually have to make a play. Jake Toulson did it first. Zach Selyus jumped in right after him and kind of got that defensive tempo of the game going. Okay, we see some stats here, including uh, Yoli Childs close to another 20-point game, but it is another double-double for him. 41 career double-doubles. Only the great Kresimir Chosic has more uh, than Yoli. And, and we see TJ's line at the bottom there at 8, 5, and 3 with uh, points, assists, and steals. And TJ's just continuing to find to do it, finding, finding a way to do it kind of in every way to help his team. Yeah, TJ's doing that. He's been terrific in terms of his leadership role. And then this Jake Toulson has five steals in the game. Career high for him. Uh, he just, you know, he's punching every statistical button. And then you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I saw this the other day that Yoli Childs is one of only two players in the country that's averaging 20 and 10. Averaging a 20 and 10, yeah. yeah. And he's done it in seven games, obviously, since yeah. he's been back. But, that's yeah, I think it's him and Garza are the only two right now. So the guys are playing well. And it, up all the way from the top to the bottom, especially on the defense end, we had spectacular efforts from everybody. So you open league play. BYU does at least with a win uh, for a fourth straight season. So a fourth straight WCC opener wins. And after only one weekend of conference competition, we see how the standings are looking. And it, it appears... Uh, we could be in for a season with uh, maybe a few surprises and a whole ton of close games. It was a wild weekend. Yeah, it's been, it's, it, was, it was amazing to watch. I mean, you see Portland, you know, have a chance to beat Gonzaga in the second half and then beat uh, San Francisco and, and St. Mary's, or, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Pacific goes on the road and beats Pepperdine and then beats St. Mary's. And then home. Pep turns around and gives Gonzaga all they want. Yes, and, and it's a, I think it's an uh, even game with five minutes left in the game. Um, so it's a, the league is incredibly competitive and a little bit terrifying, and, and that's what you want. I mean, that's, that's the best thing is you go in the league and you know you have to just slug it out every single night. And uh, those who project such things think that the, uh, the WCC right now looks like a three-bid league. 
Well, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I, you know, it could be a one bid, two bid, three bid, or four bid, but I just hope we're one of the bids. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're shooting for. And uh, I, I am excited about this league. Um, I think that, you know, of course, the Zags have been such a good vanguard for this league, especially the last few years. And St. Mary's has, has been a key player in that. And I think we're going to continue to be a, a big key player in that. But I think uh, the consistency of how good this league is, I think, is going to slowly kind of gain more and more national recognition. And, and uh, it's good for basketball. Of course, that little number one we saw next to Gonzaga in the league standings, not just their place in the league, but their place in the country right now, the number one team again. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked about this. So we played five Mountain West teams already in the non-conference. And, you know, we lost a couple. We lost at Boise. We lost to San Diego here. But we looked at all those teams. We're like, you know what? That's a winnable league. Like, that's a league where you look at everybody and there's a lot of good teams. But, you know, you have to beat, well, right now in the net, you have to be the number one team in the country. Right, but San Diego you State. You beat a top ten team to get there. In this league, the WCC, like, you have to be better than Kentucky and North Carolina and Duke and everybody else. Because you to win the league, you have to be the best team in America. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Why would you want anything different? That's the challenge. It is time now for our weekly feature, highlighting some of the best and most interesting plays from recent games, assisted by our own Jerem Jordan of Sports Nation fame. This week, junior guard Alex Barcelo joins Jerem and takes us all inside the film room. Okay, Alex, this game wasn't your finest shooting night per se, but you guys came up with a lot of stops defensively. 38 points allowed was amazing, but I want to rewind back to uh, this point where you get your first bucket. You're 0 of 6 at this point, but shooter's going to shoot. We'll talk about that later with Utah State. Walk me through this play with four minutes to go. TJ does a really good job, uh, you know, making the defender come to him. Um, and I was just like, it, it'd be way easier play if it's a two-on-one. So I'm like, I just got to get out there and sprint, trying to get ahead of, of the defender. And then he made that over-the-top pass to me and then just finished it. And in this situation, you're 0 of 6 up to this point. Do you have any idea you're 0 of 6? Are you like, ah, finally I got one? Uh, yeah, I definitely uh, knew that I, I wasn't having too good of a shooting night, but um, I just try to stay true to myself, and, you know, shooters are going to shoot, so I'm, I'm not going to stop shooting. Okay, against Utah State, that was a huge play. Uh, the play of the year probably for you. In here, you end up finding the three. This is the game stealer. Walk me through the game winner against Utah State. Okay, so there's uh, they they were kind of daring me to shoot just because, I, I, you know, I, I was... I had made a, made a lot that game, so I was just trying to, like I said, stay true to myself, find the open man, find the open gap. Um, and then when I, when I split them and, and got into the paint, Dalton came up and no one came out on me because they were daring me to shoot. And I was like, shooter's got to shoot. So I shooter's let it go. Shoot. For, first, I checked my foot just to make sure that it was a three. I know the rest Did didn't you look agree. With, yeah. yeah, the rest didn't agree with that at first, but I, I quickly <laughs> checked just, just to make sure. When you step to the line and you get there, Walk me through mentally what you're thinking, knowing one-point game, 30 seconds left, rivalry. I was like, this is probably, if I make another move or a drive, we might get a contested shot. So this might be the most open shot that we could get. And I know all my teammates trust me because I've made that shot a thousand times in practice, and I practice it a lot. So, so they all trust me. So that's, that's just what was going through my head. I'm like, if I hit this, it seals the deal. We get, get a stop on D, and, and that seals the game. So, Keta is pointing at your feet. I always love when a defender isn't worried about contesting your shot. He's calling the two or the three. <laughs> He's pointing at you. Yeah. I, th- I think they were all worried just because, I mean, obviously the scouting report probably said that I, that I was a shooter. So um, they were daring me to shoot. And then when they saw that go in, they were probably a little bit worried that, that it might go in eventually. Um, 
but I just stayed true to it, and I, and I held my fall through on that one, too, and Coach was happy <laughs> about that. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Nevada, you get an and one. This is probably the weirdest play of the year. You get an and one. You make this, and then you celebrate, but it just happens to swing through Jazz Johnson's neck. What happened here? Um, I'm, I'm a real emotional player. I love bringing energy to the table. And uh, I was just so hyped because we had made such a big run, and this was such a key game for us because uh, Nevada's a great team. So I was just so hyped. And then, and then right away after I made it, I, did, I obviously didn't see him. But instead of saying sorry, like I probably should have, and a lot of fans expect me to, I just saw all my teammates with their hands out ready to give me high fives. So I went and I, I had to give him high fives while I was at the free throw line. I asked him if he was all good. And okay. He, he, said he, he said he was all right. Okay, and last but not least, you're, in, you're known for your intensity. Um, in in the the way you play the game, you make a three here. This is the first game, and this is your career high in college. You get this face back on defense that is just intense. I mean, look at that. This is some Hannibal Lecter <laughs> stuff right here. Look at you. <laughs> D- describe to me what's going on here. I'm just. I want to set the tone on defense. You know, I, I hit a a three that was wide open. Um, I looked at the student section just because the, the Rock is always screaming at us, and, and I love to interact with them when I can in the game. Um, so I looked at them, and I saw all them screaming, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a good point uh, beginning of the game, so might as well set the tone and, and get back on defense and just tell them that we're ready to play and, and let them know that. Okay, I'm expecting that guy to show up in Moraga. Is that a of fair course. request? Of course, yes. Okay, good luck Thursday. Thanks, Thank Alex. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, you know, Coach Pope, we didn't know until right before maybe the season that you were going to have that guy, but you're sure glad you got him now, aren't you? Man, he's, you know, I I hate to think about where we'd be without him. (laughs) He's been such a huge part of the heart and soul of this team. And, you know, one of the fun things about that Utah State shot is, uh, you know, half an hour after the game on social media, Donovan Mitchell posted, he was sitting right there at half court, and he videoed the last shot and put it out on his social media feed. So we just got a picture. You can see it, the last shot. We just got a still. I had A.B. sign it. You got Donovan there in the corner filming, him owning his shot. The rest is history. It was really special. It was really cool. Well, you saw the details about uh, BYU Sports Nation. Watch that. Your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we will preview a big week of games with uh, St. Mary's and Portland on tap. And later, Jake Toulson will be in our studio. As BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues right here in Studio 2. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. Is this week's basketball broadcast schedule, starting with a massive matchup in Moraga. BYU at St. Mary's, Thursday, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific on ESPN2, and of course, BYU Radio. Then back home for a game against Portland, Saturday, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's start our look ahead to the week ahead. The lowdown on the Gales of St. Mary's, winners of the last five meetings against BYU in Moraga but coming off a, a wild four-overtime loss at Pacific this past Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they're a really, really talented team. Uh, 
You know, it was interesting, we don't talk about it a lot, but they had just played at San Francisco on Thursday in a really, really emotional, really, really physical, competitive game uh, and put together a great showing. And so there's likely some wear and tear of that going into Saturday. And this Pacific team is for real. So, uh, you know, this team is led by Jordan Ford, who is just nearly impossible to guard. It's certainly nearly impossible to keep in front of you. And uh, this fits, uh, you know, their starting four is, is an NBA prototypical body and score. And he's shooting 46% from the three-point line. He's getting to the foul line at will. And uh, they're sh- you know, the number one three-point sh- shooting team in the country. And, uh, and it's in their gym. So it's going to be a great challenge for us. And, and we're excited about it. Jordan Ford does the bulk of the backcourt scoring. But his running mate, the point guard, Tommy Cousy, contributes in so many other ways. Tommy Cousy. I mean... Man, this kid, is you just hate him. <laughs> he's so tough, and he's such a beautiful, like, quintessential team guy. And he's a bully on the floor in terms of, like, you can't take the ball from him. And, you know, he basically got knocked out in the first half of the Pacific game, took a shot to the head and was laying on the floor for two minutes and then got back up in the second half and, and played great for them. And that backcourt is really, really tough. And, uh, you know, they're good competitive kids, and it's going to be a great game. Okay, uh, BYU heads back home right after the game Thursday night in Moraga, and you take on a Portland on Saturday night. The Pilots have already shown us a little something, right? Uh, they led the Zags, as you noted, by seven at halftime. They lose, that, they lose that game to the nation's number one team. Then they go ahead and just beat USF over the weekend. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a week for them last week. Uh, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, they're playing a, a little bit faster and a little bit freer, and they've shot the ball. They're not taking a lot of threes, I think. Against San Francisco, maybe they were 7 for 13 or 7 for 12. So they're not shooting a ton, but they're shooting really, really accurately. And they have the floor really spaced. And, they're, you know, their games Thursday and Saturday, they were quintessential pop rule team, right? They were really moving and really cutting hard. And, uh, you know, this is maybe not the Portland team uh, right now that, that maybe we've, we've been a little bit accustomed to. This is a dangerous, dangerous team. San Francisco is a big-time team, and, right. and, they, and they beat them soundly, so it's going to be a challenge. And, and, you know, Portland had gone literally almost two calendar years without a regular season league win. How yep. huge it is just to get that, you know, taken care of, right? Yeah. I mean, yep, and coming on the heels of a great showing at Gonzaga, uh, it, was, it, was, it was really impressive. Okay. Um, so my girls are here. Yes, and your Shay, wife and your kids Shay are is here. about to fall asleep. Shay, you can't do this. This is <laughs> Shay's first time at the show, and she's over there dozing off. You with us, Shay? You good? So now Shay is awake. Layla is here, (laughs) full smiles. Ella is here. She is about to leave on her mission to Ecuador, which is so exciting. Leanne is the queen of the house, for sure. And then Avery is still thawing off because she spent the afternoon working out on the tennis courts outside. So stay awake, ladies. I'm glad you're here. Let's have a round of applause for the Pope's. We hope to stay interesting enough that you're with us the whole show. Please don't go anywhere. All right. Heading to break. MPSF Offensive Player of the Week, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez. And number three, BYU Men's Volleyball hosting Penn State this Friday, 9 Eastern, in the home opener for the Cougs. It'll be live on BYU TV. And did you know, fans, you can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door. It's true. It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time. Shop online. After the break, Jake Toulson is back at BYU and with us here in Studio C. We'll talk with him next about returning to Provo and how far these Cougs can go. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope.
BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Oz to the right corner. Has Nezakwesi on the switch. A whip left wing. Big three. Toulson got it! Jake Toulson makes it a five-point game. Backs himself to the free throw line. Bobbled it. Step back. And a pass left to Barcelo. On the slip to Toulson. The scoop and score! Jake Toulson. Followed his coach Mark Pope from UVU. Down the road to here at BYU. And he trades the three. All right, he is one of three players on the BYU roster with 1,000 career college points, and he leads BYU in shots taken from shots taken and made from the field, the arc and the stripe. He began his career as a Cougar, and he's ending it that way too. Please welcome in tonight, Jake Toulson. Hello, man. How are you? You're all right. Gus is coming down here, right? Yeah. Should we should we just bring him down right now? Nah, maybe at the end. Because Jake knows Gus is gonna steal the show. Yeah. You got got a little love first. first yeah. So who, who do you who you bring? Who do we have? Uh, I got my beautiful wife Sarah and our son Gus. Sarah and Gus are in the building, and next to the Popes, we're gonna get a shot of. There we go. So there's little Gus. Now he looks pretty docile and pretty chill right now. Yeah. Is that is there more to him than we're seeing right now? Yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> he's a spaz. <laughs> he's a, Oh, here's, yeah. here's Gus on the hardwoods. Does he have any semblance of a game at this point? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, the hoop is definitely way too high for him at this point. But when we're at home <laughs> on his little hoop, he, he dominates. So, yeah. And this is more Gus in real life right here, right? Yeah, that's, him, that's him before bed when he gets super sleepy and just laughs at everything. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Sarah and Gus. And, and you too, Jake. Great to have you in. Um, so uh, BYU's had a, a former great Toulson play here before uh, before you, and there have been a few Ainges passed through, as we all know, and somehow you're related to all of them. Can you explain the family tree and kind of a short and sweet thing? Yeah, so uh, Andy is my – I've always just called him my uncle because I feel like he is, but him and my dad are first cousins, so their dads are brothers, I guess. Okay. And then Danny is my uncle. Um, through marriage, he married my dad's sister. Okay, so it's uh, and then and then, how's Connor Toulson related to you? Connor Toulson is Andy's son, yeah. so that makes him my like cousin once removed <laughs> or something like that. Either way, Coach Pope, the Toulsons can play. Brothers, man, they're brothers, no <laughs> doubt. You had you had uh, you had well, you had both Toulsons with you at I UVU, did. right? That was a that was a great backcourt because you knew that every shot that went in was from one of the Toulsons. Like, <laughs> Bucket Toulson, our color guy had the easiest job in the world. <laughs> it was like Toulson. three Toulson. <laughs> Uh, what brought you back uh, to BYU as a fifth year? Um, well, I, I mean, a lot of things, but uh, I think uh, I wanted to kind of finish what I started. And, and, you know, Coach Pope and I have been through, you know, so much together, and he, he took a chance on me at UVU, and so... I got a lot of dirt on Jake, so I just <laughs> yeah. had to make one call. Boy, I'm going to call you out if we don't get this done. <laughs> no, I kind of just wanted to finish this this whole experience with the people that I started it with, and um, it just felt like a great opportunity to come back here and uh, start my master's and, you know, uh, 
playing on this team. So, Coach, well. Coach Pope, when did you first get acquainted with Jake? Uh, I knew Jake when I was here as an assistant. Right. And, um, and, and we got to know each other in uh, complicated times. And then, um, and then I went to Utah Valley, and, and uh, a, a half a year later, um, Jake decided that he just needed to make a change just for you know, the reasons that he needed to make them, and then we begged him. Like I've, I, there's been no player. In fact, if you put all the players I've ever recruited together, there's been no player I've recruited harder. I recruited Jake so hard to try and come to BYU, begged and pleaded and cried for him to come to UVU, and then like, you know, sold the farm to try and get him to come back to BYU <laughs> because he makes me look like a really smart coach. So um, it's, been, it's been one of the great honors of my life, genuinely. I'm not, that's not hyperbole, to be able to, to watch him grow into the extraordinary leader and basketball player and father and, and husband that he is. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Jake, when you decided you had another year to play, but it would be somewhere other than UVU, what kind of options were you looking at? And what, was this a natural for you, or is it something you really had to consider with, with other options? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were, there were some options for me, just, I think, being a grad transfer. Some options? Background, Coach? Yeah. yeah what like, do we have? The defending national champion, Virginia, Duke. I mean, you name it, go down the list. It was the whole world was chasing them. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a crazy time for me, uh, just trying to figure out the next step. But um, I kind of just, for me, I was in a unique position because I had been through the process a few times before, coming out of high school and then leaving BYU and then, uh, being a grad transfer, so I kind of was familiar with uh, recruiting and all that. And I, you know, I'm a dad and I have a wife, so my my situation is a little bit unique. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew what I wanted to get out of this last year, and uh, I think BYU just made sense. How much of being here feels like you never left, and how much of being here is a little bit different? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both because um, things are completely different. But um, it feels like you know I've been here for the whole time so uh I've really enjoyed being back and uh you know being on this team and (laughs) Gus is enjoying I told you he's he's stealing the show already yeah so (laughs) it's it's I I I was a little bit nervous to come back to be honest just because you know there was just a little bit of just I was just scared and you know one day I'm at UVU and I'm wearing the green and 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 I hate BYU. I hate TJ Hawes. I, I, I <laughs> but not really. Like, no, yeah. not really. But like I'm competing. No, really. Like I hated him too. Yeah. You hated him. I hated. We so all hated like, him. And then the next day, it's like, oh, let's let's go and and be a part of that. But I'm so glad that I did. And, and looking back on that decision and, and and having been here and played a little bit of the season, like uh, things, you know, I couldn't be in a better spot and. Things, you know, they've been up and down and a little bit uh, unpredictable, but I, I've enjoyed every step, and, and I'm excited about uh, what's going to happen this year. Well, you're part of a 12-4 team right now that's uh, pacing for some good things to happen. Uh, where would you say BYU is right now? I think we're, I think we're in a good spot. Um, we, we, we're playing good ball. Uh, the team, Coach talks about our locker room, and I think that's where we uh, – that's where this team is special, in my opinion. I, I, I haven't been around a team that that cares about each other so much and that you know wants the best for each other and, and really holds each other to to the standard that we want to be at to to win at a high level this year. So um, we're in a good spot, but also um, there's urgency and there's that hunger for 
for more. And I think uh, I think we're focused on that, and we're locked in, and we're ready for this upcoming battle of the WCC. Yeah. So uh, I think Steve Nash might have been the guy that kind of made it really in vogue, but there was always talk about 50, 40, 90 guys. Mm-hmm. Guys that shot 50% field, 40% arc, and 90% free throws. Then it became the 180 thing, where as long as your percentages add up to 180, you're a 180 shooter. And you were one of only seven guys in the country last year that was a 180 guy. And as we see here in our graphic, you're really darn close to the same thing again. Do you think it's a cool thing? Do you care about that kind of stuff? Or does it just show, yeah, I try to be a good shooter everywhere? Yeah, I mean, I try not to look at all that stuff just because I'm focused on just trying to, you know, do the best that I can uh, each and every day. I mean, it's cool. I think it's more of a reflection of the work that I put in and uh, the focus that I have on the court. But um, I'm just going to continue to to play my game, uh, be efficient, make the right play, uh, take good shots, and and I think all that stuff will take care of itself. But Coach Pope, a guy doesn't follow to bed and get those numbers. That's a, that's a lifetime of work here we're talking yeah, about. It's, 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 I mean, those numbers are staggering. You just don't see them in basketball. You just don't. I mean, there's a handful of guys in the last two years that have be, even been in that conversation. But what makes Jake so extraordinary, Nally is one of the most efficient shooters in America. But we talked about it. Last game he had five steals because that's what we needed. Uh, two games before he had eight assists, right, because that's what we needed. Uh, you know, he's going to throw up a couple of 10 rebound games because that's what we're going to need in those deals. And I don't know if I've been around a player that, like, when he f- puts his focus to it, he can fill any statistical category on the team. I think you put out a tweet today with the 72 different statistical categories that he's leading this team in <laughs> right now. Um, so that's impressive. And then, you know, I, I, harkening back to what we talked about a minute earlier, you know, uh, you could feel it from the first day of practice when Jake walked in the gym. It's a tribute to him, the leadership role he immediately swallowed up, and it's a tribute to the players on this team about how welcoming they were. And it's just as uh, it's been it's been really special happening. What would you say is the biggest difference between your game that you were just developing when you were here for two years to start and the BYU player you are now here as a senior? Um, well, it, it's. It's completely different. I just feel like um, I would be in this position, first of all, if I hadn't gone to UVU and kind of peeled things back and just learned how to how to be a player. Like, I, I never really knew who I was or what I did. I knew I was capable and I was a good, you know, I had I had some talent, but I didn't know I didn't know the game very well. But going to UVU, that um, I was able to learn about myself and learn about the game. And, and I think now it's just I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm a basketball player complete. I feel like I can do anything out there. And, um, yeah, looking back as a freshman, it just it, it, it's cool to, to look back and see how far I've come, you know, not only on the court but off the court. Just, just that growth has been uh, really special. Well, the, there won't be a game in league that we don't say is not a huge game. They're all huge when you get to league. But this St. Mary's game, a little something extra going on here because it's been the toughest place for BYU to play since they've joined this league. What does St. Mary's on the schedule mean to you and your teammates here in a couple nights? I think uh, it, it's, it's a huge game. Um, we've had the mentality all season of just the most important game and the hardest game we're going to play is this, this game that's right in front of us. So uh, it's, it's extremely difficult um, because it's the game that we're playing right now and also because it's St. Mary's in, in, uh, at their place. So we've, you know, we've got our, our work cut out for us, but... Um, We've always answered the bell in this team. You know, we, we fight and, and we, we, we find a way. So I think we're, we're excited for the challenge, and it's going to be a lot of fun. 
You keeping an eye on Gus there, Coach? Yes, I am. Actually, he's, I'm, I'm actively recruiting him right now. So, <laughs> so I'm totally interested in what Jake is saying, but, like, this is the future right here, people. He's got three scholarships right now. One from Coach Pope, one from Coach Feger, one from Burgess. So wherever they're at, we'll, we'll make that decision. In We're the doing future. our best. Well, Gus says it's time for a break, so we're going to take it. Uh, Jake, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Good to have you here. All right, the women's basketball team hosting San Diego in a crucial WCC matchup Saturday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on BYU TV. Still to come, where the Cougars sit these days in the old bracketology and three games worth of what happened. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Stay with us. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Checking in on our Cougars in the pros, Jimmer Fredette and Elijah Bryant, along with uh, Brandon Davies, putting up some double-figure scoring numbers overseas. Uh, Jimmer and Elijah doing that in Greece and Israel, respectively. Brandon playing in Spain for Barcelona. And Eric Mika uh, has returned to the Stockton Kings, the NBA G League affiliate of the Sacramento Kings, after a stint in China. Let us now go inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union. And we're taking a look at what they call the NCAA team sheet. Okay, so on the team sheet, you've got the net, which is the NCAA evaluation tool. Then you have five other rankings, the SOR, which is strength of record, ESPN's BPI, then Pomeroy, Sagarin, and KPI. And these are all the metrics the NCAA looks at and trying to figure out who gets into the NCAA tournament. We have a long way to go. And, Coach, you say whoever gets the bids, as long as you're one of them, you're happy. But... Suffice to say, BYU is in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tribute to the work that the guys have put in so far this season, and you know, we're we literally just passed the midpoint, game 16, and so, uh, we have a lot of work in front of us. But really proud of where we are right now, and we put ourselves in a, in a position where we're solidly in the conversation, and we got to keep winning and performing, and uh, all that's great. But at the end of the day, for us, on our team, it's a distraction in the sense of we have to, and the people are going to get so bored of me saying this, but it's the truth. We have to think about getting better every single day. we got to get better every single day. No matter what comes in our future, we have to get better every single day so that we can be the best team we can possibly be by the end of the season. And there's very few teams that can keep that focus through the season. And if we do, then it's going to serve us well. So people look at the St. Mary's game and they go, well, that's a massive game. But it's almost in a way no bigger than the game you played two nights later when you got you got to win that one too, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, if, if, we, if, we, if we lose to LMU, it, it, it matters actually more than if we lose to St. Mary's in a really yeah. weird way. And so, um, you know, these guys, you know, there's things, that come, there's things that come with veterans. I've said this a hundred times. It's not making every shot. It's not never turning the ball over. It's not being perfect defensively. The things that come with veteran guys is they understand these lessons that you only really internalize through the course of experience and that is that every game is so hard to win and you have to play a hundred percent every single game and every single game is the biggest game you ever played well before the holiday break we debuted a new feature that we're going to stick with for better or worse and it's something i like it america's going to grow to love this uh it's called very simply what happened we take a look at things that have happened recently in byu basketball games and ask the question what happened? Now, this would have been maybe like a simple lob to Yoli for a slam, but it wasn't. No. It's a, it's a, this is just a big – you talk about Yoli Childs growing. This is just a big-time, big-time play. And not only is it the pinpoint pass, but he's also fouled on the pass. All right. T.J. Hawes lately is dunking everything. And uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, his teammates get a little bit fired up, right? Yeah, Abe, I don't know why it makes me so nervous. I think sometimes I think TJ is going to break, but man, he's enjoying this. He's <laughs> loving it. 
So is Yoli. <laughs> and then the great came, locker room. And then came the post-game reenactment of the this, dunk. I have a big picture of this in my office. <laughs> you want to talk about a great locker room, that's a great locker room. And Yoli clearly needs dunking lessons from TJ. <laughs> I, I suspect on the way down the floor, TJ talked a little smack. He's like, hey, I can, I can get you a little tutor here. <laughs> and here's one. Now, you have to watch the guy in the stands who catches the ball. Watch it on the second. He's holding a toddler in his right arm, and he catches the ball in his left arm. Good thinking by Pops there. Nicely that done there on the sideline. And here's TJ taking the hit. Now, the shot doesn't count, but it's the one-foot runner off the hip check, and Tyler's sitting there. I taught him that. Yeah. <laughs> see that? <laughs> <laughs> And then that's exactly how Tyler was as a player. Yeah, like, he would reveal no emotion. Now we saw this earlier as a great play, but the what happened aspect is that Yoli had to actually collect it off the fumble here. They it got a bit of a, like a half strip at the end of it, and he still found a way to collect it and throw it home on the run out. And so a good focus by Yo uh, to finish, and we'll see it here a little better as this ball is almost stripped away, but he collects and hammers it home. And then we have finally the mother of all video bombs yes. here. Yoli's just doing his job, right? And here comes Coach. Coming in for the kill. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you figured you had, you had a little something to add to the conversation, so you just did. Yeah. 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 You can look how just, you can, Yoli is just like, it's disgusting. Like, I gotta Everybody deal with this guy. Everybody watching on TV, yeah. they're like, this guy, man. Enough! <laughs> All right, there it is. Another lively edition of What Happened? All right, uh, Q&A time now on the Pope Show. We've got, uh, we've got some live audience questions here, and we've got at our studio, Mike, Peter Glan. Hello. Oh, no, we don't have Peter. We have Lucy. Who are you? I'm Lucy. You are Lucy Howell. Hi, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. So I was curious, what's your daughter's favorite thing about you being a basketball coach? Ooh, that is a great question. Uh, I'm going to go with maybe uh, they actually have uh, inside track to some sweet gear. That may be one of them. Uh, what else, guys? The, the girls. The girls actually get to watch these players grow, and and that's actually pretty fun. Uh, and and probably the other greatest thing they get out of this is on those great occasions when we do win the game before Christmas. Christmas is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. And for you, what's your favorite thing about having a house full of daughters? Uh, well, I'm the I am the most blessed person in the world, and I'm I'm again that's not an exaggeration. Uh, these girls, um, first of all, are so kind and caring, and they care about what we're trying to do as a family. But also, they're tough as nails, and every single one of them. Sometimes I feel like I'm ganged up on five on one because they're upset with some coaching decisions I made or <laughs> what's going on on the floor. They're like, "Dad, how could you do that?" <laughs> so I'm really lucky. Good to have you here again, guys and uh, girls. And uh, thanks, Coach. Uh, we will take a break. We'll tell you that Super Saturday on BYU TV starts at 4 Eastern with women's hoops against San Diego, then number three men's volleyball hosting Penn State at 7. And men's hoops, of course, playing Portland 930. That's all on uh, Super Saturday on BYU TV. After the break, we'll remember the lives of Lodell Anderson and Roland Minson. But first, this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. And here it is. How many consecutive games did BYU win in setting a program record to start the 1987-88 season? The answer coming up next. All right, trivia question before the break brought to you by the BYU Store. How many consecutive games did BYU win in setting a program record to start the 1987-88 season? And the answer there, 17. BYU did open that season 17-0. Got into the top five 
national polls that year, ended up in the NCAA tournament. Well, BYU this past week lost two members of the Cougar Hoops family. Former head coach Liddell Anderson has passed, and he led BYU to that 17-0 start in 1987, a season that ended with, uh, yes, one of his three NCAA tournament appearances. Liddell, also a coach at Utah State, and for the Utah Stars of the ABA, he passed away last week in St. George at the age of 90. Here now, some of his former players and a fellow coach discuss the life and influence of Liddell Anderson. I just want to pay tribute and honor a great coach. Not only was he a great coach, but he was a kind coach, one that really cared about his players. And I fondly remember him putting his arm around me and taking me in as a young, lanky, skinny kid from Granite High School and giving me the opportunity to progress and become the best player I could be there. Liddell tricked me into not playing football, and the rest is history. I never threw a football at BYU except on the intramural football leagues. But it all worked out. I love basketball. I love my experience at BYU. So thank you, Liddell. He retired after my junior season, uh, but was always a guy that everybody really looked up to and respected. Um, not so much only for his knowledge of basketball, but just to the kind of person he was. He was truly a kind man and a great example. Uh, I, I remember him pausing in practice and talking about uh, former players and teaching us life lessons. Uh, that were, you know, transcended basketball and X's and O's and winning the next game. I was just grateful to have a coach who believed in me and, and gave me a green light and was just uh, uh, so supportive in a lot of different ways. But uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm just one of many that love to play for Coach Anderson and uh, appreciate the positive influence, positive impact that he had on my life. What a great leader, teacher, and coach. He's part of the fabric of the rich history of basketball in the state of Utah. Coach Anderson, uh, we love you, appreciate you, and you will be sorely missed. The state lost a great basketball coach, but more importantly, we lost a great person in Liddell Anderson. We will miss him. Well, Coach, you're part of a special fraternity of coaches who preceded you in your, uh, in your current post. Yeah, it's really humbling when you think about these great men, uh, Liddell being one of them. Uh, who have just built BYU basketball into what it is, what it was way before we had a chance to get here. And um, it's extraordinary. And, and you know, we, we, got a, we got a whole flurry of comments coming in from former players, and they're, they're probably the people that know their coach the best. And, and universally, uh, there was so much love expressed. I, I will say that it was fun to note um, Devin Durant's comments, uh, obviously heartfelt, and also just he slid in there that Coach gave him the, the green light. light. Yeah, Every great <laughs> score is like, I love Coach, he gave you the green light. <laughs> but, um, you know, you think about the, the Liddell and most importantly the impact he had on all of those players that he had a chance to coach, and then the impact he had on all of us. You know, growing up as a young kid, I knew BYU basketball in my childhood because of what the teams that Liddell Anderson was putting together and the success they were having. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Great man. And the first BYU basketball coach I got to see do his thing was Liddell because I got here as a freshman in 1984 when it was his team at that point. So I would watch his practices on my way home to the dorms Very in the afternoon, sit there in the gym. It was awesome. Well, Coach Anderson also uh, passing away last week was former BYU player Roland Minson. He was a member of the Cougars' 1951 NIT championship team, one of only four players with their jersey numbers retired at the Marriott Center. He was an All-American as a senior 
And at the conclusion of his Cougar career, he was uh, BYU's all-time scoring leader. He was an NBA draft pick, but he chose military service over pro hoops. And Roland Minson died on New Year's Day, also at the age of 90. So like, uh, like Coach Anderson, uh, someone whose imprint has uh, been left rather indelibly here at BYU. It's extraordinary. Uh, we, you know, we've, we've all been blessed as, as BYU fans to, to see these great coaches and these great young men come here and represent the university so well. And certainly Roland was one of them. I and mean, what, a, what a tremendous career he had. Uh, was there uh, any, any family connection, by the way, going back to Liddell? Uh, yes, there is. So uh, my Leanne, my wife, uh, Leanne, <laughs> she, she's mad at me from last segment, so she's like, I'm not sure you can call me your wife anymore. <laughs> So Leanne's dad, Lynn Archibald, uh, actually played for Liddell at Utah State. So it's it's just really cool. Like this basketball world brings us all so we're all connected in some way in this basketball world. Players, coaches, fans, uh, the connections kind of go deep and long and broad. And it's what makes um, celebrating sports so great. Okay, we've got about 90 seconds left, I guess. Uh, one final look ahead, I think, good to, uh, would be good to, to Moraga. Uh, you, were, you were part of a BYU program that's gone in there and had success, though. There's been only one win in the WCC since BYU joined the league there in that building, but you remember what that night was like? Yeah, uh, you know, going in there and getting a win is a big deal. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think, I think our team has a really good understanding of how challenging that is, and, and um, it's another opportunity for us to really try and grow as a team. And um, we know what we're in for. We know we're in for an incredibly physical game. We know we're in for a game that's going to, there's going to be a ton of frustration and, and adverse, adverse moments as we go through. And, and we're just going to keep battling, 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 see if we can overcome them and, and come up with a win. It's, it's why sports are great. That's why conference play is great. And every game means so very much. And good to be back with you after our holiday break here. We're back at it. Thanks, my friend. Okay, we'll do it all the way till, uh, till the conference tournament hits us in March. We have a few more weeks to go till that. Well, to request seats for next week's show, we invite you to go to byucougars.com slash Pope Show. And you can be right here with us in Studio C. We'll talk to you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the BYU TV app. The rebroadcasts on Monday on, B- on Wednesday on BYU TV. For Jake Toulson and Coach Mark Pope, I'm Greg Rubel. This has been BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. See you next week. Go Cougs.